welcome everybody. Here we are again. We're live in the lair of Big Mike's house. Boom. There he is. And it's the four of us. And it's episode 27. Time out with Patty C. It's been a while. We, we took the summer off because we were... Uh, what did they do in Europe again? They did go on vacation? Holiday. Holiday. Yeah, we were holiday. We were on tour. So before, so before yeah. we even... <laughs> And start because we were on holiday. Um, I'll go, we'll go around the room like where we were on holiday. So I'll go first. And I went to Hamburg, Pennsylvania. It was a great place. Holiday all summer. How about you, TD? Where, where'd you go? Um, I went to Center City, Allentown. Always uh, something shaking and baking. Lots going on. Did you um, find yourself in an alley with like something? No, no, no. I was at the beach. The beaches in Allentown are vastly underrated. (laughs) Excellent. And Big Mike, where where was your holiday? I spent my holiday in a little town uh, that's a suburb of Allentown called Yergis. Its population fluctuates up and down. Um, But I spent a lot of time and a lot of money there. Um, Excellent. I don't quite remember it. I think it was and there was a boardwalk with the t-shirt. You could buy a t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. There were all sorts of characters. It was great. I highly recommend it. And, 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 uh, and Lee, the one. <laughs> now listen, first with the guys that are local, we're going to talk a little close to the mic. But Lee, you don't got a nickname. We're on episode 27. <laughs> That's not my fault. You're not, I'm not supposed to come up with my own nickname. <laughs> I think you are. Aren't you? Right, no? Well, okay, I... here's the deal. We At 30, at episode 30, you better have a nickname. I've got a nickname. Oh, let's let's hear it. Well, we've got the text string. It's called Podcast Crew. And about three times a week, I get a FaceTime from Lee that says, you know, he wants to join a a FaceTime with like seven people. So he's FaceTime Lee. FaceTime Lee. I like it. Very good. Or just face. He's like the character (laughs) from 18. 18. Face. There you go. All right. That's good. You're a guy. You're face. That's a good one. Excellent. Excellent. So Lee, where was your holiday this uh, summer? Where did I? I summered in the rolling hills of, of Center Valley, where I spent most of my childhood. Hmm. Is it really rolling? I uh, that was a flat area. There's one hill. What? That's <laughs> where I spent my time. Excellent. Well, we got rid of the music. We got rid of the 227 episodes of the music. What I'm telling you, by the last episode, 27. We were rolling. I didn't have to edit anything out. We were really good. And we finally, you two and Tom Petty, you two was the headliner. Tom Petty came, came and sang. So listen, it is what it is. Don't you think that, Todd? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So go, brings to the first question, missed opportunities in our lifetimes. It could be music. It could be, could be anything. Um, Let's let's let Todd TD start it off because I'm sure other than the Red Rocks one, you have another one, right? Yeah, because so I'm not going to talk about Tom Petty here. Um, so it was actually uh, I was on a one month trip to Europe between my junior and senior year in high school. Uh, it was me and my best friend Sherman, the German, who was 100 percent Irish, and uh, we went. Moron. <laughs> No, no, no. See, we were we were also radio hosts at Albright College. I was Toxic Todd. He was Sherman the German because we were very creative. So anyway, we go on a tour of Europe together, backpacking, riding the trains. 
And uh, we had just stayed with distant relatives of his in uh, a small town in West Germany. And there was still West and East Germany at that point. It's 1986. And we're at the train station and we're looking at the schedules and we really, we were planning to go to Berlin, which is a big deal because you're going behind the iron curtain and, you know, the communist guards harass you and, you know, the whole deal, the whole Cold War experience. And um, we're at the train station. We're looking at it. We're like, oh man, it's like a whole day to get there, a whole day to get out. That's, you know, even if we just spend one day in Berlin, it's going to take us three days of our trip, you know? So, so, uh. Sherm says to me, hey, look, we can go to Berlin or we can head to Zurich. What do you want to do? And we're just standing there looking at, you know, thinking about it. And he goes, I think we should go to Zurich. I'm like, yeah, the Berlin Wall is going to be there forever. So we didn't go to Berlin. Uh, Three years later, the wall came down. I never saw it. At that point, there was a better chance I was going to be an astronaut than a history teacher. But then I became a history teacher. And I always had to tell kids I had a chance to go to the Berlin Wall. And I went to Zurich and instead. So you so would have been that was that was a big missed opportunity. If you went to the if you went to Berlin, probably. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think there was a better chance of me being an astronaut than an He starts off with this big historic yeah. thing. <laughs> we might have see. You guys were all expecting exactly. Tom Petty. Like, oh, we've heard he's this story there. ten times. Exactly. Of course, he's going to tell Next that because he's lame. <laughs> Now, do you think you would have been like you were pretty smart back then? Like, do you think the Germans, the 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 Germans would have grabbed it and they were like, "This is the man that's going to be an astronaut, and we will take him." <laughs> I don't know. I got I got I got fined all over buses and subways that summer for not paying the fares. So I don't know how smart I was. I had a kick-ass sure. mullet though, uh, and. That that probably would have got the attention of the East German guards. It absolutely would have thought now, I was a rock star. Did you star make for the sure. funny faces like Bill Belichick's son did on Monday <laughs> night with the mullet? I don't know if you saw that on the news. <laughs> so uh, I'll go next. I have two, but I'll, we'll do the first one. It's too bad Artie didn't come in. Or oh my god, I forgot to send him the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are he's not going to get in the podcast. He's got exclusive. <laughs> Hold on. Why doesn't Big Mike go? And then I'll see if I can get invited. We can invite uh, Artie. Go. All right. <laughs> go. Thanks, Patty C. I'll follow up Todd's story. Uh, my missed opportunity is if Todd's story is varsity, uh, mine is the little kids playing soccer uh, huddled around the ball. It's like a little high, like. <laughs> The beehive ball. Yeah, the beehive ball. <laughs> um, my missed opportunity happened in February in Penn State. Um, it's not the biggest missed opportunity. I don't want to get too deep here, but I will say that um, my, my my girlfriend, my future wife, uh, and I were walking down the street. Uh, it was College Avenue in Penn State, and in front of the Ratskeller uh, was a big charter bus, and the Ratskeller was it was late. Uh, it was like a Monday night, um, and we were out for you know whatever reason because it was Penn State. It was Monday night, and um, there was a big charter bus, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to Gobbler's Knob for for twenty for twenty dollars tomorrow morning. You know, you can come with us on this charter bus. We'll go, we'll stay up all night. There's a keg on the bus. 
We'll make it, you know, it'll be a, a night long party. You yeah. can go see the groundhog. No way. They're in uh, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Mid 80s? Uh, no, mid 90s. Mid 90s. And okay, so he's, he's a kid. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we looked at each other and we'd already been, we'd already put some time in at the bars. Sure. We put our work in. We looked at each other and said, I'm kind of tired. Are you kind of tired? I'm kind of tired. <laughs> and we um, and we opted out of that, like you know, thirty dollar, thirty five dollar trip. And um, immediately following that trip, Gobbler's Knob shut the party down because I don't know if you remember, like Groundhog's Day was um, was a huge party. It was an and, event, and the locals like really got upset when outsiders like Penn Staters rolled in and turned sure. it into a frat party basically. Um and it would have been it would have been an amazing time. So every February when they hold up Punxsutawney Phil and they hold and they say, you know, six more weeks of winter or whatever the, the thing is, um I look at it and I shake my fist at my poor decision and say, I could have been a part of that. I could have had a fantastic story. Instead I I went to bed and uh I'm really disappointed in myself. It is not Zurich. It's not the Berlin Wall. It's just a groundhog being <laughs> held up in the air. And that's my missed opportunity. Listen, I, I don't nice. mean to like shovel it on, but I think you, today you would be wearing the hat. You would be part of what's the yeah, crew? Well, Isn't there like, what's like the pucks? Well, there's what's like the groundhog yeah. crew? Well, yeah, there's like a Name main a guy name. that wears the hat. You could, you could have been him. It could have been like Todd was going to be an astronaut. I was going to be the guy who holds the up the gopher groundhog. Holder. <laughs> I could have been the gopher holder, living up to my full potential as the gopher holder. But who, instead, who Harvard. I went. I went to bed, oh. and so. Yeah, but that's but that's all noble, yes. right? And yeah, that's the key. I, I guess so. That's so, well. Listen, I. I wish I brought another heady top for you because that's a sad story. <laughs> that is, I just that's feel like huge, crap. That's a huge opportunity, Miss. I'm going to pound this beer. <laughs> <laughs> now, face, that's Lee for the newcomers because he just got a, a nickname. Face, what's yours? Well, I'm glad Mike brought the stories back down to the level they should be at, <laughs> the non historic level. Um, I have two, but I think. In fact, I know I've shared both of these before in earlier podcasts, so yeah. these are probably going to be somewhat boring, and I'll make them probably briefer. <laughs> uh, but one, my first one was uh, probably the only responsible thing I did from 10th grade through college. Uh, my parents went out of town the summer be I graduated high school, and yeah. they're like, you got to stay home, watch the dog, take care of the house. Those are tough. That's tough things to do. Exactly. Well, my two best friends, my two best friends at the time, one who's my friend, my buddy Scott, who works at the golf course now, I've known since eighth grade. They, they, this is before you know. They, they stopped at the house and they said, "We're going, we're going to Key West. Get your stuff together." <laughs> oh. And I was like, "This is like two days into my assignment at home," <laughs> and I was like. I, you know, I was. It was a classic face, angel on one shoulder, <laughs> devil on the other shoulder. How old were you? Uh, seven, se uh, seven, 17. So your decision making skills were not fully honed. No, they were yeah. no. They they just they just recently got fully honed, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not even all the way there. <laughs> but but it was. I did use better judgment. That I I did use better judgment, and I did not go. 
Really? And I was pissed and angry and every other thing the whole time they were gone. And it wasn't, you know, but thank God it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in this age. So I didn't know what was going on. There, there, there was no FaceTime. Right, exactly. There was no, no FaceTime. No. Yeah, there's yeah, there no FaceTime. There was no updates, <laughs> you know, but I knew I was missing. Like, they're like, get your stuff. We're driving we're the whole leaving. way. This is like a Tuesday. They showed up like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, we're going. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do it. I got, what, what about this dumb dog? Uh, at the time, <laughs> so I do the right thing. Yes, one of the few times I have. Um, so my yeah, so I everything week goes by. They have an amazing time. Like they're talking, they talked about it for years. How much fun it was. My parents come home. They're like, "How was the week? Dog, house, whatever, whatever." Great. And I'm like, everything went great. <laughs> and I'm like, but I could have went to Florida Key West with Scott and Steve. And I told him, you know, and my dad goes, why didn't you go? <laughs> and I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> He's like, you could have just got the neighbor, Mrs. Tyson, to watch the dog. Oh. So wow. that was a huge missed opportunity. And to this day, I've never been to Key West. I got as far as Key Largo a couple years ago. Yeah. And I've not gotten to Key West since. So that was when you, I, yeah, so that was you would have. You would have stayed there and owned, opened a bar. Right, you would exactly. have been a barkeep, and then you would have owned the bar. Exactly. Yeah, and it's funny because both of my stories have to do with Florida. Because my other one, and I know you know this story, Pat, yeah. personally, and I know I've told it before, too, so I'll, I'll make it quick. But long story short, the boy's mom and I started dating like my junior year of high school. Uh, I'm sorry, college. Uh, I graduated. She moved in with me. It was too soon for that. We broke up for a year. And I was going to move to South Beach, Miami. Like I, I met a kid I was working with. I don't know if you guys know a movie, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Kurt, sure. Kurt Russell. Yeah. 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 So okay. So Kurt Russell, uh, the one one of the girls from Sex in the City. Yeah. Kim Kim Cattrall is her name. And then there's an Asian girl in it as well. Yeah. Who's so that was this guy's sister. So his one sister was her, was an actress in Hollywood. His other sister was a photographer for models in South Beach. Oh, my goodness. And she said to us, if you guys want to come down here, she lived in an apartment complex, all models. She's like, you got, and it was an empty apartment. She's like, you guys can come down here and live here and just live life. You do not like Florida. You know what? Right. I, don't, I think that beats, I beat, that beats Todd's missed opportunity. All Sorry. right. Well, all right. So, so I was in, no, so that I, so I was committed to that. I said, I'm in, I'm 110% in. So we went down in like April of that year. We scoped, we scoped that out. We both found jobs. He was going to work on like some guy's sailboat, like being, being like his cabin boy or something, like yeah. cleaning the boat or whatever. Sure. And I, I don't remember what I found. So we were supposed to go down uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I was living in Allentown on Madison, Madison Street, which is between 14th and 15th, right by the, um, oh, what was it called? What was it on 15th and Hamilton? It's that bar. It was that, that bar. Rookies bar. No, Rookie. no, 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 not Rookies. Not Rookies. Uh, trailer, the hotel, trailer Hotel or oh, something. Oh, hotel trailer. Yeah. Yeah, the Trailer Hotel. So I lived a block yeah. and a half from that. So I was there almost every day. Yeah. So I got home from work, went down for a beer, came home like I always did. I had a little, little yard in my back, little backyard with a tree and a hammock. Got popped a beer, got sat and laid in the hammock like I did four or five days a week. Yeah. And the hook in the tree just came out and I fell on a rock and cracked my tailbone. Oh. And I was laid up for the hole for three months. And my buddy said, you know, so this is like three weeks before we're supposed to leave. And 
my mom's like, come home, we'll take care of you. I'm like, my dad's like, you're out of the house, you're not coming home. So I'm like, all you, all I did was lay on my couch for two and a half months, eat pizza and smoke weed and go through the, like the $2,000 I had to my name. And he's like, I'm going, just come down when you're ready. See ya. And long, and long story short, like, you know, the boy's mom and I, we went to high school together. We were in the same frame. You know, she heard I got pretty seriously injured. She so helped you out. Well, she sent a card. You know, that was back in the day when you sent cards. She sent like a get well card. We started talking again. And a year later, and, we were married. And man, that's it. Damn. Exactly. No, there's good and bad. Exactly. I mean, I, I've told, I can't tell you how many times I've told the boys if I didn't crack my tail and you guys aren't here. <laughs> It's like Man. the, it's like the movie where the the woman falls off the yacht and then I think Kurt Russell and he was in that too. Wait, wait, yeah, what is that? Uh, Goldie Hawn. Overboard. Overboard. Yeah, overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, like that's that. Exactly like that. Like yeah. Kurt Russell hit the jackpot. Right. After screwing his whole life up. Yeah. I had the jackpot and I missed it. Son of a gun. Your kids are a result of. Of pain a, in the of ass. A painful in, yeah, exactly. And they, that, that's Harvard level thinking. No. Next no, question. No. There's some things your parents talked to you about. And the advice was really good. They, it was right. And then there were some things that it wasn't right about. And I'm just bumming that DJ isn't around. Because um, even though my parents didn't say listen to... Don't, don't listen to that hippie music. It's going to turn you into a hippie. Uh, I think that was good that maybe my parents said that to me because um, I didn't listen to them. Because uh, like for I don't know, 10 years, I lived on Long Island, did I don't know, 90 dead shows. It was awesome. And then, but at the same time, I think my parents were a little wrong about telling me to do that because we met some great friends. I know how to pack a cooler. I know what to put in the back of a van. To have a good show and to have a show. So, I, you know, mine's short and sweet, you know. My parents were right. But they were wrong at the same time. And I think I'm going to write a poem after this when I get home about that. <laughs> How about you, Big Mike? What do you got? You got something that your parents were right about that, that you, you know, your parents were right about when they said, like, don't walk outside on glass with bare feet. Something like that? I've got a couple things. The first thing is, uh, not my parents, it's my, and it really comes down to genetics, but uh, my grandfather would yell at me and he'd say, Michael, if you wear that hat, you're going to go bald. Uh, <laughs> uh oh. And here I am. And what I didn't realize at the time was it was like actually my, my grandfather's fault, right? It's like the maternal grandfather yes. that, that <laughs> has an impact. And his bald ass was walking around yelling at me about the hat. It was really his gen genes that, that that did me in. So do you think um, he knew about the gene thing at the time? No, he was he not was really a believer in no, the hat. He was a believer in the hat. Okay. He would also tell me that if I drank juice too fast, I would go bald too. So it was yeah. really just a, it was like a weird bald theme going on that eventually came to fruition. That's but, why you drink beer so fast. That's true. And what was his profession? Uh, he was a machinist. Yeah, it's oh. the Bristol-Myers Squibb Pharmaceutical Company. So, Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but the thing that my parents were right about, in, in some ways, um, they encouraged me to go to be a teacher. And so I started out college and, you know, I was an education major. 
And then I, I got to the end of my freshman year and I was like, wait a minute, I'm my own person. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do what my parents did. You exactly. know, like, yeah. screw you, mom, screw you, dad. I'm, <laughs> I'm my own person. I'm gonna change my major to psychology. Oh. And then I, I graduated with a degree in psychology and I was <laughs> like, who wants to hire me? And no one, <laughs> I mean, no one raised their hand. Why like, is the no, sky blue? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, like, no one, I was like completely unhireable. Did you? As a psychologist, did you smoke a pipe and wear a tweed jacket like no, Sigmund Freud? No, no. <laughs> there was none of that. I did learn some really cool stuff, and it eventually led sure. the way for a lot of good things. But um, years later, it, it, it landed me some really weird jobs. I worked at a residential uh, treatment facility with duly disabled uh, kids. Um, I investigated child abuse and neglect. Um, and then years later, I was like, oh. I probably should have been a teacher. And so I spent a ton of money <laughs> and I went back to school and uh, I, I went to be a teacher. And now I'm 10 years in and I love it. So yeah. um, they were probably right to uh, encourage me in that direction. All right. Hey, how about you, Face? What do you got? Uh, well, yeah, mine's kind of like yours, Pat. My parents were right and wrong on kind of the same the thing. The same idea. Exactly. I like right? it. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So as a kid, like I was, I was, I was, I guess a troublemaker, but not like like a lawbreaker troublemaker. Like you didn't throw Molotov cocktails through houses and watch them burn. I did not. <laughs> no. But every time I got, every time something happened and my parents wanted to know what my justification was, it was because like my my stock answer was it was fun. So oh, my yeah, mom fun. got to saying, I, I don't remember what her saying was. She's like, everything can't be about fun all the time or whatever. Uh. Some, it was something like that. So and, no, I, I went, and your mom's profession was uh, a school psychologist. <laughs> oh, no. oh, okay, continue. The, as, as you guys know, she was the head psychologist, head head shrinker at Quakertown School District for thirty-two years. And then we oh, we met her her uh, Kev, that Kevin guy. That's right, yeah, Kevin Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah. So when I was looking at colleges. Um, and I decided on Ithaca and I was going to go to play soccer, you know, if Ithaca was one, uh, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I know I'm not the oldest one in the crew, but, uh, New York state was that year that I went was the last year you could be, uh, 18 and get in bars. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, so my birthday's the end of August. I was 17 when I got to college. So my parents were kind of like, I know they were on the fence about me going there. Cause they're like, is he going to, it's just going to be a little too much yeah. fun for him. Sure. And my dad, you know, they were like, well, he's going to play soccer, you know, it's structured. Right you know, next to Cortland and create yeah, party yeah. school. So it's, you know, you, but if you're playing soccer, you know, you're structured. Sure. You're basically, you, yeah. know, you got, you have a schedule and stuff. So I went and broke my ankle the second week I was there not playing soccer. <laughs> and then I found out how much fun it was to be 18 and be able to get in bars. <laughs> so I, my parents are right on that. Cause I was asked to, I don't know how to put this the right way. I was asked to take a break from school. Sure. From the school. Sure. <laughs> because you were in the library way too much right so the school created an opportunity for me so i could take a, a respite or a holiday if you will exactly from so, the actual school so i did take said break and yes. then when i went back and finished my education a little bit sure. later than my rest of my classmates yes um so that was one time that my parents were right that there is such thing as having too much fun yes but now at the ripe old age of 52 yep and been through two marriages 
Both my boys are grown and in college. Exactly. I have a great new job. Yeah. I have awesome friends here. Awesome. Um, what else? I just started seeing this amazing girl. Uh, great. I am realizing they are wrong. You can have as much fun as you want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it all it's, works it's, out. yeah, so it's all worked it out. It all so. worked out. And listen, I think we have to kind of send some t-shirts or mugs to our parents. You were right. No, and wrong. And uh, I don't know. I'll oh, throw Pat. a Cracker Barrel. My folks love the Cracker Barrel. We'll yeah. put it in the cup. Pat, or at least for our parents, it's a, the shirt on the front says, you were right. And then it's on the back that says, and wrong. <laughs> and wrong. I like it. <laughs> TD, we're going to you. What were All your right. parents right about? Uh, they were right that books and computers were going to take me further than that guitar. Say that again. Uh, I remember. Say that again. The, the book, you, 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 books you, um, and computers were going to take me further than the guitar. Okay. That's, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah. So I was going to be a rock star and I had With a, the mullet. I had a hand. Todd. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I had, well, I had the rock star look. All I needed was, you know, some talent, which never developed. Now let I me, let to. me double check. You had the rock star look. You also knew how to like ride a skateboard, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong about that. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong about it. However, that's wrong. We don't want my to dad right. heard. Yeah, my dad heard me play the guitar and said, "You know, I think you ought to stick to books and computers. I think it's going <laughs> to take you further than that hand-me-down Fender Strat that Sherman the German gave you." And, you know, they were absolutely right. Um, Now they were wrong. I was a a freshman in college. I was at Penn State. I'm studying electrical engineering just because, you know, my high school counselor said, you're good at, you know, calculus and physics. You should do that. I'm at Penn State. Hate it. And I decide I'm going to become a teacher. So I remember calling home, talking to my dad. And he's like, he was a Marine for 20 years. And then he taught at a Votech teaching data yeah. processing. And I said, Oh, you know, I think I want to be a teacher. He's like, Oh, well that's, you know, that's a good, that's a steady job. That's solid. He's good. like, you know what? Uh, calculus, uh, physics, you know, math, science. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I want to be a history teacher. And he's like, history. They're a dime a dozen. You're never going to get a job. And luckily dad was absolutely wrong. I got hired yes. right out of college. I'm now Boom. in my 30th year of teaching. And, you know, it's been it's been great. So I'm really glad dad was wrong about that. But I'm did. I'm glad that he did say stick to the books and the computers. Ace, the guitar isn't cutting it. Yeah, seems to be a theme with the right parents, right. And slash wrong. It does seem like to be a theme. Yep. Now, yeah. And, I, you know, the the amazing thing is, as as a parent ourselves, I'm sure we would agree that we're never wrong. That we're always right, but it's funny how our parents were wrong about half the time. Yeah. Now, on a side note, Todd, um, are there a couple words that might come out of your dad's mouth if you said, Dad, I'm going in to be a home ec teacher? (laughs) (laughs) Anything like a Marine uh... would say there? Or no? Yeah, my dad, my dad, similar to that, not home ec, but the rock star theme. He said, you know, I don't know what I did wrong. I thought, you know, I'd go upstairs in your room when you were a teenager, and I'd have to tell you to take the posters of naked women off your walls. 
and I go upstairs and you got dudes in leather pants with studs. <laughs> I, I don't know what I did wrong. Which, sure. Can well, you just tell me? Listen, if and if you just played and, Turbo and I know that's, Lo- if you played Turbo Lover from Judas Priest, I'm sure he. I don't understand why he wouldn't understand that. <laughs> that was played. He did. He still didn't get it. And uh, and I know that story is not politically correct now, but yeah, that's you know that was yeah. it was nineteen. And it, it did you have like a little um, not to focus in on you, but you know, uh, Lee's here. His let's, mom let's was a psychologist. <laughs> Well, Lee, who? Tell, tell us about your Faces face here, yeah, and faces, face, uh, faces. Mom is a psychologist, and uh, you know, Big Mike. He 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 went down that route too. And uh, if you want to open up a little more about that, that's Todd, okay. Why don't you just lie down on the couch, and we'll take it. <laughs> my uh, dad, I am, I am right now. As a matter of fact, no, my dad, my dad was was the marine psychologist. So it would, I, I got that. And my that's other favorite story. Exact. Also, also related to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, Judas Priest album Screaming for Vengeance. I remember coming home in eighth grade and he said, I don't get it. I don't understand. You wear Levi's jeans, bass shoes and Izod shirts. What the hell do you have to scream for vengeance about? (laughs) (laughs) That's my dad in a nutshell right there. He was he was fantastic. I would love (laughs) I would love to walk into an elevator. And then an elevator music here, turn me on Turbo Lover, you know, and just, yep. and just yep. hum it, and then just like, <laughs> just be fun, right? Crazy. It'd be awesome. So, side note, real quick, because we got a couple minutes, uh, let's pick a, let's pick our favorite rocker, and tell us what their job should have been before a rocker. So. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to pick Jerry Garcia. I think he would really be a good psychologist. <laughs> you know, he, he was mellow, had a beard. He would play the guitar and just, like what you just said, uh, Big Mike, just sit on the couch and just let me. Yeah, there would be a constant haze. And everyone yeah, there would be a haze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everyone would leave happy. Do you have one, Todd, or do we move on? Someone else. Uh, I'm, I'm think. thinking. I, I I might have one in a minute. Okay. Uh, Big Mike's got one. Big Mike, what what do you got? So I think you know we're 27 episodes into this podcast, <laughs> and there's been a theme with me. Anytime we've got like an impromptu question, I always go to my 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 favorite rocker. Yes, Keith Richards. Yes, Keith Richards. Yep, there he is. Uh, Keith Richards would make an amazing bartender. Oh. You know, you saddle up. <laughs> And you are, you know, you're you're in like the just the seediest, the seediest bar in say Saucon Valley, Lee, or face, yeah. um, you know, on the hill there. Maybe it's called the Hill Bar, Saucon Valley, and only Barocas go. Sure. And there's Keith Richards, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know, what do you need?" Oh, and yeah. That's my British. Uh, yeah, I like <laughs> it. That's and good. So, that's real good. That was excellent. And so. Um, and he's ready to just fill you up with all sorts of bad things. Can I can I make believe I'm a patron you. coming into your bar? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I walk in and I'm hoity toity guy because I just came from the golf course. What the do you want? Oh, <laughs> I would I would like some uh, apple crown royale. Oh, <laughs> get the out of here, mate. <laughs> Have a Marlboro red. <laughs> and then the guy always comes back in because he's like, I love that bar. Then, <laughs> then what? What I said. So what are you gonna give me then? 
Oh, you're going to get a push. <laughs> I think I just switched to Australian. <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped the F-bomb twice. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah, Lee, this is a family-friendly show. Lee, what do you got? But actually, I had nothing until he brought up the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking about Mick Jagger. And What's what he? What he? What he sh- should he be? Well, what I'm thinking, I don't know if I can even share on the show because it's definitely not politically <laughs> like it's definitely not family friendly. Sure. I, well, I did get as, the F bomb twice. So get as close as family as you can. Hmm. Well, I mean, I can keep it clean. It's just not family friendly in nature. But I was just thinking about the phys- like you know, Mick Jagger's known for that big mouth and the lips of his. Yeah. Like he would have been a great fluffer in gay porn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I didn't, I didn't think that's where it was going. I mean, I thought good Ouch. gravy. That was... I gotta cl- wait, I gotta clean this up now. <laughs> Todd, uh, what do you what, got? We'll go straight what to Todd. T D Whitman, <laughs> what do you got? Well, I was I was thinking, you know, kind of like you know, Jim Morrison um yeah. I, I, I you know I don't know, cosmic real estate agent or something. And it's, it's just not coalescing. And now I've got the added pressure of Mick Jagger, gay porn fluffer. I don't, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm, I, I, I'm drawing it's a blank. I'm, this, it's a yeah, tough one. I, that, that's yeah. a tough one. He throws uh, a curveball. I had I was, nothing. I had nothing until Mike came at, came at us with his, with his, was, stamp, with his old. Jim Morrison would be an outstanding salesman of like those stars that you can name that you can buy yeah. for yes. $15. No, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. Name yeah. this star after you. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're like and he you and you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna buy this star. Jim Morrison is sure. you know so convincing. Yeah. You know, and that's what I was thinking. I was also thinking something with Jimi Hendrix, but Jimi Hendrix was just cool, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. You know, that uh, might that might lead to the next the end of the podcast because we're jumping in the the time machine. And today's time machine question was you jump in the time machine, you go anywhere in time, past, present, or future, and you gotta find someone who is an inventor of a mode of operation. You know, maybe the Ford guy, or maybe Tucker, or maybe the guy who invented the wheel. I don't know. And you got to give him some advice on to, uh, you know, make his invention a little better. And um, it's funny you said that, Todd, because I remember Jim Morrison was fuming when the rest of the band decided to give light my fire to uh, Mustang and Ford in the commercial. Yep. And he was like, what the? And I'm like, Jim. Yeah. It's... (laughs) We're past 67 and 66. It's about making money off your music. Uh, but And listen, he went to France and he did whatever. So uh, so that's the time machine question. So I'm going to let I'm going to let maybe TD go. What is the answer? You're in the time well, machine. So I was really I was really worried there with your intro, Pat. I thought I, I, I picked something that I thought was pretty obscure and specific. And I thought you were going right to it. I was getting a little panicked, but then you veered off. And uh, so I'm going with Harvey Earl, chief designer for GM, 1957 uh, Cadillac Eldorado Brougham, 
He had in the glove box a slide out six stainless steel low ball glasses on a tray. What? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that, yes. That, in that the glove Pat's box, car. it slid out and there were six. It was enough for each passenger in the car, even the even the driver to have a drink as you're going down the road. And it was beautiful stainless steel, well-crafted. That was like the height of luxury. I just picture a scene from Mad Men, you know, with everybody driving down the road in this Cadillac, just sipping on, you know, their their drinks. And we could have so a business I don't meeting. know. Yeah, I don't know if that was the greatest idea or not, but it was uh, the, the height of luxury for sure. Wow. I'm, I'm going to Google that tomorrow, and I'm going to also get on Facebook Marketplace, see if I can buy that car. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mike, what do you got? All right, well, what's going to take a dark turn and talk about maybe the Challenger and maybe like the O-Rings, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I, I am thought going to talk to the inventor of the Neon. Oh, I love that car. And just say, I'm sorry, I'm about to offend <laughs> Is you. Is that Plymouth? Plymouth? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was, Plymouth, Plymouth. It was dirt cheap. It was like it was Plymouth. Yeah, right? It was like Plymouth, a duster. Yeah. It was yeah. like Do you the remember dirt. when the, the it was a Super Bowl commercial that introduced them, and they were like, "Hi, we're Neon." And I'm yeah. going to go back to that, like <laughs> that, that group, that, yeah. that that consumer marketing group that was like, "This is a fantastic idea," and I'm going to say, "Just don't." Just don't do this because this is a horrible idea. Yeah. Neons are bad. <laughs> they look stupid. They're unreliable, and you look like an idiot. But and it's four, It's only four letters: N E O N, right? The neon. And I, I, I'm just. I'm not into them, and I want to. I want to take. I want to take back. I want that time looking at them and spending time watching time you'll the never commercials. I'm just. I'm, I'm. Yeah. I want. I want to take back. Let's give a number. I'm going to give you two cars that also have four letters. All right. And you're going to give a neon a number, one to 10, 10 being the best. Okay. So a neon against a Nova. What's a Nova get? Well, Nova's got like, and I'm not a muscle car guy. Sure. They don't appeal to me. Yeah. But Nova's got some balls. Right? Yeah. Like, some cachet. Yeah. yeah. It's got, yeah. I mean, there, there's like some cred there. Neon's sure. got like, Nothing. Well, he's already starting with zero at no at neon. So, so I would be like the Nova, like a seven or six in terms of appealing for me. Sure. Neon's like a negative two. Yeah. (laughs) So we're gonna expand on this a little more. Okay. You ready? We're gonna build up on this. This became the the car episode. Keith Richards (laughs) is in the Nova. Yeah. Excellent. Farrah Fawcett is in in the the neon. neon. Keith Richards every time. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's all we needed. All right. That's enough, all. Enough said. Enough said. I, I, Family I, show. Family <laughs> show. And I will say that I used to be deeply in love with Kathy Ireland. Oh. I remember her? Sure. And then she was cute. And then I heard her talk, right? So it's not all <laughs> oh. It's not all there. So sure. we've got to do the complete package. And Farrah Fawcett's driving me on. I'm out. So you're saying, not that that was ever an option. I'm just saying. So you're saying Keith Bridges and Nova is a complete package. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> All right, just just clarifying. And Lee, what do you got there? Oh, uh, what? Is, oh, 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 okay. I know He's looking at his notes. It's okay. Uh, all right, so I did a little research, and it's actually kind of hit a little bit close to home because I'm a little familiar with this. So a gentleman by the name of Dr. Robert Goddard. And there's that's familiar. What did he? He is credited something? with the first liquid-fueled rocket oh. in 1926. Isn't there the Goddard, the God, Goddard well, Space yes, Center? I sold about a three million dollar contract to the Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, 
like three jobs ago. Boom. So, and I always wondered why I was called the Goddard Space Flight Center. Sure. And now I know. Today I know. As of this afternoon, I knew. So he invented a rocket car? So he's, no, no, he's credited with the first liquid fueled rocket. Uh, in 1926, he launched it in Massachusetts. So if I could go back and say something to him, I think I would tell him to privatize it and monetize it as much as you can. <laughs> and I would say, listen, <laughs> sick, like, Almost a hundred years from now, your family, you're going to be able to sell trips on your rockets. <laughs> like the first 70, 80 years is going to be really slow. Yeah. So you're going to have to grind to get but through then, that. But then you're going to but make then, the money. But then like once the 2000s hit and there's the first billionaires in the world, then you're, the company's going to take off. Like yeah. billionaires are going to be, would be going to the moon. Like they go to Palm beach and we'd all be one step closer to, to living the Jetsons lifestyle that we all, that we all thought we'd be when we were watching that guy who owns a paycheck company and he's going to live in the Lehigh Valley. Exactly. He's going to yeah. pay zillions of dollars. So yeah. So if he sure. would like, he would have been like, you know, Sam Walton before there was Walmart. He would have sure. been, he would have been like rocket man, rocket man. Oh man. Right. That is yeah. like the rocket exactly. man. Exactly. Like Goddard, you know, no Goddard would ever work again. I wonder if Elton John knew about Goddard when he wrote <laughs> that rocket man. I don't know. But it was, yes, I learned a lesson today and, and I, you know, dropped a little knowledge. You know, that is excellent. And so there we have it. So our podcast is over, but we have one more. This is a new, this is a new thing <laughs> with, 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 with Time Out with Fatty C. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning. This is just for the members in the show. And you're going to get in your car. And you're going to go to work. And you're going to tell me right now what song after this episode you want to listen to. That's it. So, so here's, Mike, what is it? Here's the song I'm listening to. Uh, Patty, so what the listener or listener or listeners may not know is that... Uh, <laughs> Is that Patty C drops a song at us every day. Oh. Every morning. Yes. And yeah. it's totally appreciated. I don't always react because, you know, there are, you know, there are a zillion people. On I know the you're listening thread, to it. But yeah. I'm listening to it. And I don't know if you know this, but this morning you dropped a, a repeat on us. Oh, see, that's just it. I know. I forget that. I know. But it's, it was, dude, you're telling me, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this song. Sure. So on my way to teach sixth grade scientists, <laughs> little sixth graders, who basically have a maturity of third graders at this point during the pandemic. <laughs> I am listening to the song you've dropped on us twice, and that is Sympathy for the oh, Devil. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yep. That is a it. great song. It's, it's one of the best. I mean, it's, oh, it's so well written. It's yeah. historical. It's got a groove. It's got uh, Keith Richards <laughs> playing killer, killer telecaster. Awesome. Wait, Keith Richards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's there. Yeah, and so, um, so that that That's is the, the song. song that I like I drop. it. I'm I'm rolling into middle school, ready to Boom. handle these little tweens yeah. like it's What's my, job. my name? My yeah. name's Lucifer. That's right. Come <laughs> at me. Help me. Bring it. Bring it on. I'm a middle school teacher. Yeah. TD, do you have a song? I do, and I did. I thought I wasn't going to be able to say it because Keith Richards actually plays on this song, and I thought. Mike was obviously going to say it, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, so impressive. I can't uh, give me shelter. Oh, by, uh, that's my that's the Rolling my Stones. I love that nice. song. Very nice. Absolutely like love it. it. I love those backing vocals. It's just fantastic. So yeah, 
I listen to that one quite often on the way to work, but yeah, I'll definitely be listening to it tomorrow. And the funny part is I'm going to think, I think I brought it up for one reason, because today at lunch, I ran into someone, you guys know him, Johnny D, big, uh, long-haired Johnny D, and in Jim Thorpe, there was a George Michael cover band playing up there. George Michael cover band. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I, we're just going to play the same three songs what? over and over again. <laughs> I had to Google his playlist, and part of me is like, you play Faith? What do you play? Wake me up for your go-go. No, Wait, that's Wham. That's, that's, even, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's George Michael. Oh, but I, I, I put <laughs> that in there because it's the freedom. Same. freedom. So he'll play You're the freedom same. person third, follow <laughs> father figure twice. Yeah. He'll play that. Faith seven times in a row. <laughs> and face, what do we got? To end the show, what do we got? What are you going to well, listen to the, tomorrow Like morning? you said, I mean, it's you know pertinent to what I was just talking about. I guess, yeah, yeah I'd probably come downstairs to Rocket Man. Oh, yeah. I like yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah, and listen to end it to that was one kick ass movie. So, there we have it, guys. Okay, excellent job. Thanks for joining face to face. We'll all get each other together. And listen now, T Day TD, we are going. We're this is a roving party, like the Volkswagen bus. We're taking this party to Fogel's one next time. We're yeah, inviting ourselves into, into the town. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna. Get everyone in town. We're getting in the bus. We're coming up to your place. We're going to do the show at your place. Sound good? That's great. That's great. I barely got home before the show started, so hopefully next time it, w- it won't be as close. I don't want you guys waiting on my doorstep for You know, that's we'll fine. Tailgate. Oh, no we, we won't wait we'll on your doorstep. Yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in the house all set <laughs> we'll up. We'll be in the house all set up. Great. Great. Great.